Welcome to Cuppa, where we invite you to take a cup of your most comforting drink and join us in our fictional break room, where we talk about nothing and everything of consequence. I am your host, um, still looking for a good source of income. Yeah, so that's me, your host, still suffering, as usual. And with me today is just Simi. It's just the two of us. How can you say just Simi? Like, I am the main ingredient in this sandwich. The social media manager that doesn't do anything on social media. Okay. <laughs> you promoted me without checking my credentials. I think that's on you. It's it's because of nepotism. This is why nepotism doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my days. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, Simi, what's up? How's it been? I have been stressed out this whole weekend. No, not weekend, it's all week. Um, <clears throat> yeah, at work has just been really stressful. My laptop decided to go crazy. Um, and yeah, I've just been struggling with it. And I had a lot of deadlines this week. And at one point, there was one day I woke up at 7am and I didn't finish working until 12.30 that day. Did you get paid overtime? No, I'm salaried. Oh. That's unfortunate. No offense, but your laptop is like hella old though. They should just buy you a new one. Like your laptop has seen some better days. It has, but they're refusing to give me a new one. They're saying, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Even though the microphone doesn't work. Excel crushes, you know. It's you know, everyday things that you need to get your job done. <laughs> I'm just like, they're not, it's not like they're paying rent or like office space. Like they've probably saved a bunch on electricity. Like they can afford to buy your laptop. Honestly. But yeah, we'll see. Oh, okay. But at least you still have like a good job though, so. For now. Uh, okay. No, I'm a contractor, so my contract ends soon. So hit me but up. But I thought you said they extended it. Yeah, they extended it till September. Are you looking for something else right now? Yes, yes, I am. Oh, I'm definitely looking. Do you think I want like a good paying it? job. Like I don't want to be on a minimum wage. But some of us need minimum wage jobs so we can pay for rent. Even though I'm way overqualified, unfortunately, nobody out here is hiring. So I'm going to take exactly. what I can get. So I don't want to get to September and then no one's hiring. And then I have to go to the So I'll be sad. Well, I've been looking for a job for like six months now. So I don't know what it is. And I've given up trying to think about it. I'm just like, I'm just super unfortunate. <laughs> That's what I've decided. I've decided yeah, that my baby just cool. hasn't found. Yeah, but um, yeah, nothing. Nothing ever happens with me. Just chilling, watching my neighbors. Somebody moved. I don't know if they moved here or if they just decided on a new parking spot. But like, there's a new car parked where this other car is usually parked. And I was like, this is this person's new to the neighborhood. I don't know them, but that's what I do as I sit in my room. <laughs> I'm so bored. <laughs> I'm so bored. Creepy, creepy. Like, I was, so the other day, I was thinking about, you know how they have this whole talk about basic universal income? 
ugh, yeah. What? Ugh, yeah. What? Because I don't like that idea. But please continue. Really? I like the idea. I just don't think it's going to work. Due to the, you know, capitalistic nature that we live in. But it would be a great idea. Okay, just think about it, right? For somebody like me, if I didn't have to think about rent, because that's really why I have a job. Because I have to think about rent and I have to think about, like, retirement and things like that. But if I didn't have to worry about any of that, I could just do whatever I like doing. And what do you like doing? Right now, I don't know. But if I didn't have to worry about rent, no, follow me here. If I didn't have to worry about rent, the amount of internships I would be doing in different careers just to figure out what I want to do would be ridiculous, right? I would have the freedom to do that. Like, let's be completely honest. We only studied engineering because they were like, you can get a good job. Like, it's guaranteed it's not going anywhere else. Nobody goes into engineering saying, oh, I love engineering. Engineering is fun. Engineering is my passion. If somebody said that, they're smoking some shit. Nobody goes into engineering thinking that, right? If I didn't have to think about, like like I said, if I didn't have to think about expenses, I'd be like, you know what? Let me try being a part-time social worker. Because social workers are heavily understaffed, right? The amount of people that be able to work part-time, because that's another thing. I think about it, right? Social workers are understaffed, and then the they spend the amount of time they spend at their job takes them home with some like real mental issues. But if they have somebody working there part time and they have other time to actually deal with what they see, you'll have a much more um what's that word efficient social system, right? Think about it. Yeah. And I think you are giving human beings way too much credit, right? At the end of the day, when you look at people in this particular day and age, look at the people that are, um, you know, working in high-paying, stressful jobs, and you look at the people that are, like, on the other end of the spectrum, kind of, like, on benefits, or kind of, like, living on that kind of um, social security kind of lifestyle, most people, if given the choice, would probably live this social security lifestyle, if it allowed them to kind of live and there would be nobody doing the high stress jobs i think you're giving um the drive to compete to little credit because think about it right right now i could just like i'm lucky enough that i'm in a country where they're just like hey you're living well enough that like how do i say it because of the pandemic we're willing to give you like a monthly stipend right because it's very hard to find jobs. Yet, there are tons of people who are willing to go out and work. And I would actually benefit from going on an employment than working. And there are a lot of people like that. So that's why I'm saying that it will shock you what comes out of situations like that. And especially if... I, I think for us it will be hard because we didn't grow up like that. But imagine having kids growing up in a situation where they're like oh your career or your vocation won't necessarily be because of need it'll be driven by what you want to do and what you want to spend your time doing like imagine if that was a thought process we grew up in rather than the whole well if you don't want to be in poverty if you want to make sure that you're not like living on the edge of the street like i am going to be very soon you learn a trade or whatever and get a good job like Honestly, 
I think I am not like like my mentality is not suited for the capitalistic mentality. But unfortunately, I wasn't born to rich parents, so I have to play the rat race. If it was up to me, I would have legitimately just become like a teacher or something, like work part time as a teacher. And maybe like work as a psychologist or something like that. Actually, no, legitimately. Like at one point I was thinking of working as a psychologist, and then I remembered that I grew up in Nigeria, so that would not be possible and would not earn me any money. So my issue is once you take away a large incentive for people to work, people won't work. And I'm not saying that the be all and end all of people is working. I'm saying people need some to be productive for the good of society because um, when people aren't productive that's when they turn to things like crime and and like just other bad things so not productive like you know you have to be like a shoemaker or something but you have to do something in society right um and i feel that above a certain level of ubi or universal basic income there will not be that incentive so if you're only giving people three hundred pounds a month, then there's no there's no point in doing it because three hundred pounds is not going to pay anybody's rent. It might get you food for a month, but it it won't go a long way. But if you make it too high, where you're paying everybody's rent and and food bills, then why would you work if you know that you've got your your rent and your your bills sorted? How about this then? I'm not saying it should be high. I'm saying we have to find the middle ground. This is my view. My view is that universal basic income should be the minimum amount required to live, basically to pay your rent and to pay your monthly food bill. But not your monthly food bill if you're eating out every day, you know? Not your rent if you want to live in, like, a sky-high, you know, building with, like, indoor pool and all that technology. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it should be enough, but... I'm saying it should be enough that no matter what, you get a good house, not a shitty house where the plumbing's terrible or like the roof has leaks in it, but like a nice house or a nice apartment where you can survive. I'm saying it should be enough to survive because let's be honest, people work to live in luxury, right? That's what I'm saying. I want to say that work shouldn't be to survive. Work should be to live in luxury. You see where I'm coming from? I'm saying, like, if yeah. you want to be able to take vacations, if you want to be able to afford the nice car, if you want to have the nice shoes, you should have to work for that. That's what okay, I'm so saying. My question is, say most people will only work for luxury. How is that going to affect the pay of the people in all of these industries now? So from the top ones, like CEOs and, and government, to the lower ones, like the... Um, the care attendants and the, uh, let's say, like the care assistants and things like that. What would make it worthwhile for them to work? And because who will do all these things now when nobody wants to work for the amount that they're paying? Them? That's what I'm saying. If people want to work for luxury, they're going to want to do it. Listen, I'm not saying this is, a, I'm saying that it's not possible right now because of the capitalistic nature that we have. I'm saying that the the drive for it, like, okay, like, me, example, I just can't be sitting at home, not doing anything, it's driving me crazy, so I need to go out and work, right? But for somebody that is, you know, comfortable, but they're like, you know what, I want to have the wedding, like, like, we do not, 
for exactly the same reasons we do certain things would be exactly the same reasons we would work even if we had universal basic income. Do you want that lavish, lavish wedding? You're not going to be able to have it on universal basic income because you're not going to have any extra savings. So you're going to have to work. How expensive do you want to be able to, um, how expensive of a car do you want to drive? Guess what? You're going to have to work. Let's say you want to, um, I don't know, go on vacation every two months instead of just once a year, you're going to have to work. Universal basic income, in my mind, is enough to survive, not enough for you to have savings. And savings is what we do to actually live the good life. Like, do you want cable? You're going to have to work. But obviously, you may be somebody who realizes that I don't want to work. You don't have to work full time. That's the glory of it, basically. You can take on vocations. Um, you say, oh, you know what? I actually don't mind working as a cleanup part time because it means that... Um, um, I don't know, I can go, there's this vacation that I want to go on, so I'm only going to work part-time and go on that vacation. But then there are people who are like, I want to have four cars, I want all the ladies to be next to me. They're they they're the ones that are working these high-powered um, high jobs. They're the ones that are doing it right now. Like, me and you, and even a lot of the people that we know, they would never be in a shitty job just for the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, there's a certain limit they're willing to go where they're like, you know what? The stress of it is not worth, the stress of being in this job is not what the money's offering me. Because I've realized that my tastes don't need to go that far. Like, again, maybe it's because due to my financial situation and my poverty lifestyle. Because I've lived in poverty for so long. Like, I would never want to, like work myself to the bone to the point where I need to earn like three million a year what am I going to do with three million a year you know whereas for some people they want that three million a year they want the diamonds they want the like um what they call them navy and things me I'm fine with old navy Walmart is great for me what am I going to Whole Foods for you see what I mean so me versus somebody who likes that high-powered lifestyle is very different so with UBI, I'm the person that would be working part-time. They're the ones that will be putting in full-time effort to work these high-paying jobs. I'll be like, that's great, but I don't need it. Like, I don't have the pressure of wanting all these name-brand things to stunt and whatever. So I don't think that drive will be taken away if we have UBI. I think the problem with UBI is that without efficient government systems, and unfortunately, as we can see in the case of the Americas, <laughs> without a non-corrupt governing body, UBI is never going to work because everybody's just going to raise the price so that UBI becomes worth it. And until they solve that issue, it's not going to work. But going back to it, like I understand where you are with the whole UBI will take people's drive to work, but I don't think so. I'm saying this as someone that has, I don't want to say like I've seen like lots of people like living on, but um. The way people use benefits in this country, for instance, it, it's supposed to be a stopgap. It's supposed to be, oh, you've fallen on hard times, let the government help you so you know you're not out on the street. But what happens is people take that as as their entitlement. So what am I entitled to? What benefits can I get? Okay, I get job seekers allowance. I get housing um, benefit. I get carers benefit. I see people trying to maximize as much um, as they can from the government even though they now have the ability to work so for instance one of the things is um, if you 
I think what is it? If you um if you have a kid um under school age and you work a certain amount of hours a month, the government will pay you a certain amount. And to get that amount working full time, you have to get a job that pays maybe like I think it's ten or fifteen K more than your original job working sixteen hours. And that kind of mindset kind of keeps people back because it's like, oh, I would have to find a much higher paying job to get the same amount of money I'm, I'm, I'm getting now working part time. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll just stay at home. But then apart from that, like leaving that to the side, I think what you were saying about the, the, the trustworthy government is very important because that kind of thing will not work in a society where if everybody gets 300 pounds, every price gets raised 300 pounds so it would have to be a sort of either communism or socialism and that requires a lot of government intervention <laughs> in our lives and communism is a no mm, yeah. socialism requires a lot of public obedience and i don't think the western world to a large extent maybe in like the sweden norway scandinavian countries but in the rest of the western world we couldn't even stay in our houses. For... Uh, no, don't say we. Don't say we. I live in Canada. This is not okay, a we issue. They, they, <laughs> in every country, they couldn't even stay in their houses for what a month. And and, and it's I'm not saying. even like they were going out to work. These people were going out to party. Yeah, that's true. Like if if is that you were going out to work, I could understand. I'd be like, you know what, you know, people have to eat. But these people were going to party. They were having COVID raves covid parties like now did you see that person that um that died after going to a covid party oh my gosh it was it the one that was like covid isn't real and then was like was it that one where he 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 began saying covid isn't real and then the media was just trying to like hype us all up and then he went to a party and then he died of covid <laughs> um that's a different one but yeah that's one of them but another one I don't know if he said COVID was real or not, but he went to a COVID party. So it was a party with known COVID infected people trying to see who would catch the virus. And he caught it. It messed him up. He went to hospital. And apparently this might be like the media trying to be sensational, but apparently one of his last words was, oh, I don't think going to that party was a good idea. This isn't <laughs> a joke. And then he died. Okay. So... I acknowledge that this is definitely not a this is not an every country thing. This is why I'm saying it, it highly depends on your government because you have countries like um Japan, Korea, like you know even the some Far of the East Asian. yeah Asian and even some of the like what are they, the Netherlands those countries where they listened when they said wear a mask. They started distancing themselves and now. They're in a stage where everybody's able to go about their daily lives while having these habits where they're all wearing a mask. They're all using the hand sanitizer. They're doing the same things and their restaurants are open and they're able to go to um, public places and parks and stuff like that. And they're not seeing the spike that they're seeing here in the Western world. It highly depends on the government. America is not a country where they understand the concept of following rules. So I don't think it's going to work in those kind of countries. I think it will work in um, the Asian countries and things like that. But I also think UBI shouldn't be for everyone. For some people, love the thrill of the 
the thrill of like that powerful feeling of working. There's a reason CEOs are psychopaths, you know, that kind of thing. So people like that, once they, once you earn a certain income level, I don't think you should be on UBI. You should be like, I feel like UBI should be something you have to opt into. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like opt into it, but also show that you're doing something with your time. And a lot of the people that misuse benefits, you're always going to have those people. Like there's just nothing you can say about it. I'm lucky enough that I live in a country where I've seen these benefits being used and I've seen them helping these people and people generally do use it as like a stopgap. They're like, I need this to help me like kind of get back on my feet. And then once I'm on my own, I don't need it anymore. You know? Um, after you earn a certain amount that you shouldn't be able to claim it. But that yeah. removes the U from the UBI. Yeah, but then it, I understand what you mean, but there's no reason somebody who is a psychopath, like a CEO, who earns over $3 million a year should be getting UBI. And I am pretty sure he would not give a shit. He'll be like, okay, whatever. People like that don't need to be getting UBI. But I think the problem with that is, if you give everybody UBI, mm. um, yes, you'll give to the people that don't really need it, but also you're reducing administration, and administration adds costs. It's so, an opt-in, opt-out kind of thing, shouldn't it? It's like with your taxes, just opt-in or opt-out. Every year, there's a review, and you can opt-in or opt-out for the next year. Administration doesn't really have to do anything, because... If you just get somebody smart enough to build your program, especially since a lot of things are direct deposit, you just will shut down that line of business. I'm sorry, but a lot of times people are like, oh, administrative costs. I'm like, that means you don't have a good computer program. Basically. When does the government ever have a good computer program? That is true. That is unfortunate. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of the problems with the government is that they do not have the best of the best working for them. And it makes me so upset. Because I'm like, how dare you reject my application when you, I know there's like people working for you that should not be in those positions. That's that's the point. I'm going to come to that another day. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I'm just like, even if you have to make it like, get somebody to build you a program and then done. Like, it's really not, it's not a, a lot of the problems people have aren't real problems. They just don't want to source the right talent. No. That's that's the problem with government. Right? Maybe maybe I should. Be, I, that's what I tell myself. I tell myself I'm too talented to work for the government. That's what I tell myself. But then I'm well, like, I work for the government technically. But <laughs> that's why your computer is shitty. Basically, <laughs> I'm against UBI. Well, because in in the current society that I live in in the UK, it won't work. That's what, okay, see, that's why I'm like, I completely understand. I think in some societies it won't work. That's why I think we need to do something about these borders, right? Let me go back to my other plan. <laughs> this episode is um my my plans for society that will never work while I'm alive. A.K.A. things I do while being jobless at home and I just think about because I ain't got nothing else to do. Also known as, please hire me so I can stop stop thinking about these things. So, I think that, you know how, like, a lot of people are like, oh, if you don't like it, then you should leave? Mm. I think we should make it easier for people to leave. (laughs) Right? And then, just, okay, where are they leaving to walk with me? 
every government treats their people differently, right? And every government expects different things from their citizens, right? The reasons a lot of these Asian countries are successful, blah, 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 a lot of these Asian countries are successful is that the majority of the public behaves a certain way. If you have someone, let's say, um, from America or whatever, that's like, oh, this country sucks. I want to leave and use my talents elsewhere. I believe they should be able to apply anywhere in the world. And they don't have, they don't have to necessarily be highly skilled. It can just be, listen, you are a morally good person. And your mentality and the way you live your life works best for a certain type of society. And that type of society happens to be in a certain country, right? So make it easier for that person to go to that country where, you know, society thinks the same way they do and they're able to follow the rules, right? Make it easier. Because a lot of people don't move because it's too expensive. They can't afford it, right? But if these countries make it possible, because think about it, right? Then what's going to happen is all these shitty countries, the shitty governments will not have anybody to govern over. And then they're going to have to behave better. To in, in order to have people stay <laughs> you are disagreeing with me i highly disagree look at look at africa as a continent and then look at the countries in africa a lot of african countries have bad governments so you're looking at the zimbabwe the nigerias the all the countries somalia south sudan they are struggling because their best people saw the country, were like, screw this shit, decided to go to another country, and the government is still oppressing all the people that couldn't afford to leave. And the problem is, as more and more people leave, less and less people are able to leave, and they just run the country into the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, right? Yes, they're best talented at leaving, and because of that, their country is never able to move forward. But the problem is that the people who can't afford to leave are unfortunately still stuck there. And because of that, they still have people mining the oil that's bringing in um, money to the country, and they still have people to rule over. But if you don't have, an, if you don't even have people who can work the land and bring in money, eventually your country is going to be poor, and you, as the, how do I call it? As the ruler or dictator or whatever, there's no joy. Well, not even joy. You don't have money, number one, and you don't have people to rule over. It becomes very easy for somebody else to decide to take your land. Yeah, but the issue is you're assuming that the people in the country are good people. Nigerians are messed up people. Let yeah, me they're messed you. up. No, no, don't don't get me wrong. I think it's fine if you're going to have messed up people in your country. I think it's, I'm not saying that everybody who wants to leave should leave. I'm saying they have to apply to leave. So mm-hmm. I think what's what's good for Nigeria and again in my own theory, in my own theory if we do this method, right? All that's going to be left is the messed up people and the messed up rulers, right? What are you going to do then if everybody's trying to screw over everybody and everybody's trying to fight over everybody? Just let that country do what it wants to do. If somebody decides they want to take over them, that's their business. But all these people who have talent and who are trying to be normal people won't be there. I'm saying leave all the rotten apples to themselves and don't make the good apples stay there. That's all I'm saying. So how do you decide who's a rotten person and who's not? That's the hard part. This again. This is in a fictional in a fictional world where things are easy to understand. Oh my gosh! That's I think that's the main issue. Because realistically or technically, you can leave the country that you're in for greener pastures. That's what a lot of Nigerian, especially people working in tech, that's mm. what a lot of them do. 
There are lots of Nigerians in Malta, in Spain, in Germany doing tech because, you know, their um their skills are, are needed there. But a lot of a lot of people in my country don't have anything to offer apart from fraud and No, there but that's the unfortunate part. Like there are a lot of people who do who are may not necessarily be skilled in tech, maybe. But just mm-hmm. See, this is what I mean. I'm speaking for all the average people out there like me. We are not exceptionally skilled in anything, okay? But you need sometimes your country just needs numbers, okay? <laughs> you need somebody to pay the taxes. You need somebody to buy the product. That's what us average people are there for. So I'm speaking for my other average people who are stuck in Nigeria who are just like, we will pay our taxes on time and we will buy things and we will feed into the economy. We will not be great, but we will not be bad either. We don't necessarily have anything great to offer, but we will be good citizens. <laughs> Those are the people that I'm talking about. Those are the people I feel bad for. Like, when, so the other day I read this, um, I read this article talking about how a lot of like developed countries are having a population problem, right? But a lot of underdeveloped mm. countries like Nigeria, they, we don't have a problem. We need people mm-hmm. to stop having children. Did you hear about how they were trying to do contraception for Nigerian women? And nobody was listening. <laughs> they were like, what is this woman talking about? But yeah, so like, all those countries that are having issues with um, population, you don't need exceptional people. You just need average people. And people from these under, average people from these underdeveloped countries should have the opportunity to apply to these countries. That's what I'm saying. Bruh. So I'm going to counter you with this. Imagine you start your business, Lazy Inc., right? And, you know, you're not really interested in being the next Twitter or Apple, and then you want to hire staff. If you had the choice between hiring an awesome person who's really going to make sure your business flourishes, and somebody that's okay, I mean, you, they won't kill your business, I mean, most likely, and they were the same price, who would you hire? Now, see, I'm so happy you brought that up because now you have to think about what does your business need. It's not about how the best person for the job is not necessarily the, no, I'm not saying the best person for the job. The best skilled person is not necessarily the best person for the position. If I live in the country roads, why am I buying a Ferrari? It's not good for those roads, right? You need a high truck bed, so you should buy a truck. But the Bugatti is nice, right? It drives really fast. It's really expensive. It's a smooth feel, right? People would be like, if I can afford it, I want to buy the Bugatti. But I'm like, just because you can afford a Bugatti doesn't mean you should buy one. So going back to my to my business, Lazy Ink, right? Let's say I just need somebody to keep the business afloat. Like you said, I've decided that, oh, the size I'm at is comfortable for me. And I just want to make sure that we maintain the size and that we fix any problems, you know, things like that. Like, I'm not trying to expand to, like, I'm basically, like, the original owners of McDonald's. I'm not trying to expand <laughs> to, like, 50 different chain stores or things like that, right? I know if I buy the tech person, yeah, he's great, he's skilled, but he'll feel stifled in my company. There's no way he's going to stay in my company because there's only a limit for his skills to shine, right? So even if I hire him, I'm either going to kill his spirit or he's going to leave and I'm going to have to hire somebody anyway, somebody new anyway, right? Or I can hire this person that's perfect for the job, 
like they both have because you have to understand they both have the skill to do the job just one has a higher skill right if i hire the second person not only will i get my the job done the way i wanted to get done i'm more likely to have that person stay with me for a longer time and create loyalty see what i'm talking about okay so then you have to look at the goals of each country does every country want to be yoka or just because Lazy Ink does not want to have 50 different sites doesn't mean okay, it's mediocre. Okay, that's why I said, okay, just okay, not mediocre, just okay. Average, not not amazing, but not terrible. Average. What is wrong do with being Do you think every country wants to be average? Or do you think everybody... Is Switzerland not living their life? Is Switzerland not living their life? Switzerland is above average. Really? You think so? I think Switzerland yeah. is average. See, I think I the mean, goal you, of a... you would. You haven't been there, but <laughs> you would. <laughs> okay. Just showing poverty in my face. <laughs> I'm sorry I grew up poor. Okay. This is what I mean. I don't like the idea that wanting to be average means you're being mediocre. You see what I mean? Because as a, first of all, you're just insulting me as an average person. I know I'm, I am average in every single way. All right. Life is already hard enough for us average people. But like, what is wrong with being average? Like, you don't have to be number one. Being number one is hard. Like, you always have to constantly protect that position. Me, I'm average. I just want to have a nice house and a nice retirement. I don't need to be owning a mansion. A nice condo somewhere is perfectly fine for me. I don't need a five-bedroom house. Who's going to be living in that house? So, for me, Uh for a country, a country should be about... Okay, let's not think about what is currently the definition of a country, right? Let's not think about what capitalism and whatever has turned all these countries into. If we just think about what a country should be, a country should be a place where all its citizens are living in comfort and have their basic needs met. I feel like that's the basic, um, what do they call it? That's the basic, like, step for a country to have, right? Whether you want to be number one in trading, number one, is that's after all of those needs are met. Unfortunately, a lot of countries are like, oh, I'm going to be number one, but they haven't met those basic needs. So I want to be in a country where you meet the basic needs first, and then everything else is just extra. That is what an average person is. Because somebody that's number one may not have great social skills. You see what I'm talking about? They may lack in different areas. But an average person, we have just enough to survive. <laughs> but we're not exactly great at anything. But just enough to survive. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I don't know if a country can can um, sustain itself just hoping to be average. Hasn't haven't all the um Norwegian countries sustained themselves? But they're not average. What is your definition? And then I have to say they are by for all means necessary average. I'm talking about how much sway do they hold when everybody meets at the UN? That's what I'm talking oh, I, about. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know what I mean by what I mean by average is you're not working towards or you're not strongly working towards any particular goal. Why I would say they're not average is they have their own goal, which is a kind of socialism or a socialist utopia where, you know, everybody kind of contributes, everybody kind of gets out, you know, the 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 people are so so they have these policies that that is like more for the good of the people rather than, you know, for the good of the one percent. And yeah. that's what they strive for. So they're not average because they're actively striving for equality between sexes, um kind of uh 
shortening the gap between the richest and the poorest. That's what they aim for, and that's what they're achieving. Which is why I would say that they're not average. No, that is average. That is average. Because I just said that. I feel like the basic uh, country's goal is to make sure its people are well well cared for, and they're actively working towards that. They're basically saying, we want to make sure that our people are well taken care of, right? They're not working to be like, we want to make sure like our fishing industry is number one, or we're the best in like exporting blah, 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 blah. They're, yeah, but they have a goal, which is their people. Sure their people. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a goal. It's not necessarily the goal that everybody else would be aiming towards, but it's a goal. Oh, I okay. I don't think, I think where we have a little bit of miscommunication, because I Maybe. don't think being average means you don't have a goal. Okay. That's, that's not what I mean. I'm saying, when I said I'm just an average person, I'm an average person because I just want my basic needs met. Everything else is extra. Like, I don't strive to be like, the best at typing or anything like that my typing is just fine it's enough for me to get a long grade right that's what i mean by average that's why i'm saying those countries are average because for them it's about their people they're striving to make it to make it the best for their people their people are their number one priority same for an average person an average person they themselves are their number one priority and making sure their in comfort is their number one priority whereas other people strive to be best at some skill like, they want to be the best at that. And when I say the non-average countries, that's what it's about. They want to have the most power. And in order to have the most power, it either means having the most military power or having the most financial power. So it's not about their citizens. That's where I'm. That's why I consider those countries average. Because it's about their citizens. It's not about flexing any, like, power on the global stage. You see what I mean? Mm, I get you. Yeah, so... Going back to the whole, um, an average company, they just want to make sure they're fed and their employees are fed. They're not trying to put their logo on every single corner of the world. They're not trying to be seen everywhere. That's not their business. Their business is like, listen, this is the share of our pie. Let's make sure we just maintain the share of the pie. Let's not try and steal anybody else's. Let's just take care of ourselves. That's an average company. So do you, like, do you kind of understand what I mean by my own I version of average? Yeah, I guess we we just have two different definitions of of what average. That's average to me because I'm like I'm not I'm not great. You're average. I am. (laughs) I would say I'm average. I'm like I'm not great at anything, but I'm like I'm good enough to survive. And that's what I hate about going on interviews because I hate answering this question on an interview. Oh, what would make you? Why should we hire you? Exactly. What would you bring to this company? You know what? I think this may be why I'm not getting hired. Because I always be like, everybody is as talented as I am and meets your basic needs. It's about what you as a company want. And that's what I always tell them. And they're probably like, wait, what? Because I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and lie and say I'm the best. Because I'm like, let's be honest. You just need me to be able to type in Excel. Everybody can type in Excel. It's whether or not you can stand my face while I type in Excel. That's what really But I'm going to be the best darn excel typer that you ever seen exactly <laughs> like i'm like going on so many interviews has just made me so jaded that i'm just like whenever i hear that question i'm like oh so original i just ask them back what do you want why why would you <laughs> why should i stay here with you what makes you so me i just want to i just want to be average and i want to be able to go 
where being average is normal. But unfortunately, it costs money to go to those countries, and I don't have that money. So I'm stuck where apparently we all need to be in a capitalism race, even though I do not care. What are you looking forward to in the upcoming weeks? I'm looking forward to going on holiday. So I'm planning on going on holiday when the borders open. Because I haven't been. I was supposed to go to Florida um, April and go. Um, and that was going to be my big holiday for the year. Mm. So I really want to go somewhere. Um, because I now have more than a year's leave. Which is very frustrating. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so I really want to go to um, Spain. I've been to Spain so many times. But I want to go again, um, and possibly Portugal, I've been to Portugal. But I don't think this is the time to be going to a totally new place that I don't. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I was like, isn't Portugal, like, one of those countries that has really bad case? No, that was, it was first Italy, then Spain, but they're both better than the UK, to be fair. So. That is true. I feel like... Um, with the U.S., any place is better than the U.S. at this point in time? No, actually. I would say the U.S. would be, for me, would be third to both Mexico and Brazil. Oh, I forgot about the South American countries where... Okay, so not to be evil, <laughs> but when I heard that um Bolsonaro got COVID, I, like, low-key was like, Wait, he he got COVID. Yeah, he got COVID. Good for him. He's a prick. He yeah. has killed so many people in his country. He really has. But the problem is that I I had to like check myself because I was like, I don't like wishing for anybody's death. But I was like, I low key hope that he gets some like mad complications out of this, like hole in his lungs, oh. has to walk around with an oxygen tank. And I said this to my friend who lives in Brazil, and he was like, that's dark. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> a little bit, yeah. But I'm like, that's the only way the country's going to take it seriously. Like, so many people are dying. You got to take a bullet for the team. That's how I feel. But I have, I have bad thoughts. Generally, again, too much time at home. I really need to, need to leave this house, but yeah. That's what I thought, like, when I heard that. But he's probably going to be fine. He's super rich, and yeah. he can afford the best doctors, which is unfortunate. I really don't think anybody else in the country is going to take it seriously unless he does. But America's the worst, because America's like... I can understand the southern countries, right? But America, I'm just like, come on. Yeah, America doesn't seem to have gotten the first wave under control, and they're already going on to the second wave, and... It's not looking good, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. Like, America is just terrible. Like, I was telling my mom the other day that um, in Canada, different places are opening up at different times. Like, the less populated you are, the quicker you are to open. But in America, it's like, the more populated you are, the quicker you are to open. And I'm just like, that makes absolutely no sense. I don't... No, the more conservative your governor is, the quicker you open. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm saying they have to get this disease and one of them has to take one for the team and just get like mad complications so that everybody else can take it more seriously. 
So what I wish for Bolsonaro when I was just like, I hope he gets like a long, I kind of hope Trump gets it too. I'm just like, if Trump got, it would be so funny. But the worst thing about it is that I'm like, Trump is walking around with masks. He's making sure everybody that's around him gets tested. But the majority of his fan base doesn't know this. And so they thinking, oh, he doesn't think it's serious. We don't have to take it serious. I'm like, just one person just get COVID be like, <laughs> just cough on their hand and like smear it all over his face. <laughs> He's an ew, smear. <laughs> Whenever I hear smear, I think of nasty things. That's why. But yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's what that's what I was hoping would happen. But I also understand that that is irresponsible for me to say, and I, it's not good if it happens as well, or whatever. Like I'm like, why is Ruth Gator? Like why is Miss Ruth Springcourt the one that has cancer when there are so many other people in this world who deserve it? It's so unfortunate. But yeah, that's how I feel about America. That's why I'm not going to America. I was like, it's a good thing I left. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I like, I, it's like it's like my body knew. Even though I'm, I I think that's like where all my luck for like the next fifteen years, I ate it all up when I moved from America to Canada, and that's why I just like I'm going on a string of bad luck, because <laughs> it's like my whoever my ancestors were, they like they saw this coming. They were like, she should move, and I moved, and they were like, we're done. Like we've done our job. Because if I was in America right now, I would be screwed. And I would be, like, planning a way for me to go back home because I'm not going to have a job with him kicking out the decrease of work visas and everything. Like, that would be me. So my luck is done. And that's why I can't complain too much about the fact that, you know, I can't find a job now because at least I'm alive. Because I lived in a conservative state. I lived in Alabama. And Mm -hmm. Alabama is not looking that great. And I was like, I would have had a problem. In Alabama. I, I wouldn't been... be going to Alabama anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. If I was in the States, I would be genuinely like concerned about getting COVID. But here, I'm not too bothered. People be wearing masks. They're not messing around with their hand sanitizer and shit. I'm like, you know what? It's good here. Like, it's not too bad. But in America, mm-mm. When my ass was in America, I'd be like, man, I think I have COVID. I have a fever. Here, even when I had like, I was sneezing the other day and I was coughing. COVID was not the first thing to come to my mind. I was just like, oh, God damn it, it's the seasons changing. You know, I have the ability to have this kind of luck. So I'm just like, that's why I don't have a job. My, my ancestors were like, <laughs> we're done, bro. Like, we can't help you anymore. We already kept you alive. Yeah, that's the problem. But yeah. Thank you for joining us on Capra. What's your Twitter handle? At none your business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> I just, I cannot. You're officially the worst. I just, I cannot. I can't help you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I take that badge very, <laughs> very seriously. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my days. See me trying to promote your ass. I'm like, oh, let me try to I don't want my thing to be promoted. I like having no followers so I can tweet all the nonsense I want to tweet and nobody's going to come and look for me. I'm so disappointed in you, but then again, you never surprise me. 